The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. After Jesus was baptized, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and their splendor and said to him, All this I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Mr. McCarthy is a farmer, and his only companion for many years was his dog. So one day, this dog died. So he went to the priest and said, can you conduct a service for my dog? And the priest said, why don't you go down a little further the street and there's a church, they may conduct the service for your dog. Then he says, Father, would it be okay if I donate $50,000 to the church? And the father says, the priest says, oh dear, I didn't know this dog was a Catholic. <laughs> so sometimes temptations make us to compromise our values. What is our identity? Who are we in this world? Is it just a collection of individual characteristics that make you or give you an identity? Or it is a personality traits that make you or give you an identity? If you go straight into the text of Matthew chapter 4, 1 to 11 verses, we see what kind of identity Jesus is presenting here when the tempter is trying to tempt him. In most of the Gospels, we have it in Luke's Gospel, we have it in Mark's Gospel, and we, we have it in Matthew. We see Jesus immediately driven into the wilderness after the baptism, immediately driven. So, in the baptism, the identity is given to Jesus as he is the Son of God. The voices from the heaven open up and say, this is, my son, this is the Son of God, I am well pleased with him. So that identity is already given here as Jesus as Son of God. So today as we are sitting here in the sanctuary, 
baptized people just entered into this Lenten season, probably it is pertinent, it is essentially important for us to once again begin to understand and see where we stand, what is our identity, how are we presenting in the secular world is a big question we have to ask as we reflect on this passage. So Jesus in the wilderness is tempted by the Satan saying, and this temptation comes when Jesus was famished. He was hungry. Most of the times, we face temptations when we are facing some hard times in our lives, when we are facing some struggles, when you are put on a spot where unless you make that choice, where unless you compromise, you cannot really survive. Situations like that would come. And Jesus here is vulnerable, he is weak, and at this time, this temptation comes, saying, why don't you turn these stones into loaves of bread and just satisfy yourself? You're hungry, you're son of God, you can do that. So the Satan here is implying Jesus that he has to prove himself as son of God. So sometimes, as I say, Jesus doesn't yield or succumb to this kind of temptation, but he's showing a different character of Son of God. When situations like this come, what kind of character are we taking? It is power, it is like for, him, for Jesus to prove that who he is, that he's Son of God, but he's taking a different character there and saying, man does not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. Matthew always presents, whenever he sees Jesus, he sees from the mirror of Israelites, which is why I always, whenever I prepare, I get that feeling, because he's, again, the wilderness point, if you take, even in, when Moses went to Sinai, when he did not return, Israelites started creating the golden calf. See how they, they struggled to keep the identity that they are the people of God. They struggled. They are the people of God, but when the delay happened, when he did not come, they grew impatient and they started creating the calf there. So in a situation like that, when you're getting so impatient, when you're so anxious, when you're so worn out, when you're so tired, your mind just makes you do something. You get tempted and you fall into that kind of sin. So here Jesus takes a different character and he says to Satan, the tempter, that man does not live by bread alone but by the word of God. The second temptation here is, again, this tempter takes Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and says, you just throw yourself down. Your father, God will command the angels, they will come and bear you up that you do not dash yourselves to any, yourself to any stone. So here, the first two temptations are directly addressed to the identity of Jesus, that he is son of God. And the second one, it is to son of God and against the test, again the test is to his father. You throw yourself, 
See if your father will save you or not. Many a times in our families, you know, you are like that. You're, you're into that spot, seeing like, no, whether my mom will do, my father will do. Okay, we test him, we doubt them, whether the faithful things like that play out so powerfully. So here, Jesus also is given that kind of temptation, but just to test his father's faithfulness. But again, he takes a different stand here and says, get behind me. Do not put the Lord your God to test. And the third temptation here is, he takes him to the highest point in the mountain and he says, you just bow down and worship me. Just worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms. I'll give you the power, I'll give you the splendor. Everything is yours, just worship and be my servant. And Jesus again, like firmly tells, just get behind me. So, these three temptations are essentially like what we in our lives are going through. When it comes to wealth, when it comes to power, when it comes to our bare necessities, there are times when we compromise our values, when we succumb uh, to these kinds of things and lose our identity. When you talk about uh, Adam and Eve in Garden of uh, Eden, I think temptation is not sin, but then giving in to that temptation is sin. Adam and Eve, the problem they faced there was they got into the dialogue, dialogue with Satan. Your, whenever we face temptations, either it should be yes to yes or no to no. When you encourage some thought, something to provoke your inner spirits or your minds, then you're beginning to lose your ground. You're just losing yourself. The promise of equality with God, the promise of intellectual beings, the, the promise of prosperity, whatever I do not know, by, we, we see in Bible, but, but what played in their minds, we do not know. Adam and Eve succumbed to that kind of temptation and lost their identity. And lost their identity. And today, as we are here, we have started a Lenten journey. What is our identity today in temptations like this? Many people, Lenten season has started, people are giving up, giving up. It's okay, whatever you fast is fine, but eventually it should lead you to cross. It, it should lead you to God. It should make you more refined. I'm not preaching a sermon of perfection here. Everybody are imperfect. We all have our weaknesses, temptations. But how we thrive to come out of it, it's not just surviving. How you thrive, how you, how you try to come out of it and me, be uh, children uh, of God. Many temptations, simple, like I have somebody I was talking, so he was telling me, people see me like priest. People think I'm a priest. I said, well, fine, but tell them that you're not a priest. People think I'm a savior. Well, tell them I'm not the savior. Even that is a temptation. If people think, tell them you're not. Why do you want to get pumped up or feel so happy into that fantasy or into that false pride and false prestige? Be you. It's a simple message in this season of Lent. 
Come before him with penitent hearts. Every time we get tempted, every time we, mis we make mistakes and we fall, but how do we come out of it? It's only with God's grace. You may be in the muddle of something or the other. You, this is a season where you can just boldly, nakedly tell God, I've screwed up, I've messed up. Only he can fix you. Only he can fix you. So be you. Just don't get carried away because somebody says, oh, you are powerful, you are all doing. No, everybody has their roles. Everybody are playing their roles. So we do not want to like, not take or brag or boast if somebody is telling. People are people. As I was telling last, I don't know when I said this, Paul says always, if I'm here to approve for the approval of men, to please men, then I'm not the servant of Christ. We are not here to please men or to get carried away by that. Maybe something we have to do during this Lenten season that we grow up, become more mature. The number 40 is more significant in the Bible. 40 years in wilderness. 40 days, the, uh, the rains, uh, just were, it was just raining during the times of Noah. 40 days, Jesus, God gave for the people of Nineveh to repent. The 40 days is significant because it is always connected to repentance. 40 days is a period, it's a transformative phase. Anybody can change and become a better being. Jesus, 40 days, temptations, and see how it powerfully played out in his life and ministry. These 40 days in the wilderness, he was waiting, he was preparing, he was learning. After 40 days, he didn't go back to that. Many a times when we begin to fast, my, my son challenged me saying, I am fond of chocolate, that to dark chocolate, that to 99% cocoa. <laughs> so he challenged me, you have to give up that. It's so hard for me. My question is, after 40 days, what would I do? I don't want to go back to that thing. So I said, I cannot promise you what I cannot do. I cannot promise. He tried to say so many things. I said, no, I don't want to promise. Know that your mom is still eating that. She will eat after 40 days. But challenge me something else, maybe patience or anger, things like that. I'll work on that, but not on food. So these 40 days is a transformative phase, a kind of like renewal each one of us can experience. If we take it seriously in the sense, just come with that repentance, seek repentance, with that remorseful hearts. I always wonder when I see these horses with those blinkers, you call them blinkers, right? So they put the cups on their eyes and they pull this long, big chariots and um, um, when they keep going, there's a lot of distraction happening sites, you know, like um, the noise or something, even the, if the hell is breaking loose or whatever, the war is going, they keep going straight. They keep going straight. Nothing can stop them. So perhaps in this season, temptations just keep coming, but you have to have the blinkers of word of God, the prayer, or repentance in you. So whatever comes, these cups or these blinkers will help you just to keep moving and just keep going forward. As a weapon or something that can, like no support system, we, we talk a lot these days, Anything, you have a support system, or that support system is there. But for every individual as children of God, we need this kind of blinkers as the word of God is our support system. 
When you try to follow that, I think God will take care. Even if you are tempted, there's a way that he will get you out of it. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.